One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is not a place that I want to be after dark, Evo. For thousands of years, our nightmares have had one name. Vampire. The concept of the vampire is something that has real roots in Romania. But in the home of the Dracula legend... There is an open sarcophagus. Can I finally dig up the truth behind our fears? Okay, creepy cemetery, check. You dig up a body and eat a heart, you're going to get a little attention. Holy are you kidding me? Something just cracked. Since the dawn of man, monsters have appeared in our myths, our culture, and our nightmares. And there's one type of monster that casts a long shadow over all the rest. Or no shadow at all, actually. Vampires. But where did the legend of these nocturnal bloodsuckers come from? And could it be based on something real? Nonsense, right? Well, that's what I thought. But a series of strange reports from Eastern Europe has many people sleeping with the lights on. In a village in southern Romania, a group of residents made headline news when they claimed a recently deceased man came back from the dead. They exhumed his body and performed ancient anti-vampire rituals on the corpse, including burning and eating his heart. And across the border in Bulgaria, archaeologists have just made a ghastly discovery. At a mystical site high in the mountains, they've uncovered a vampire grave. Was this strange burial the result of superstition, or was there something about this corpse that made it more than human? What in the name of the living dead is going on in Eastern Europe? I intend to find out by getting to the bottom of these long-held beliefs. So pack your holy water, a few wooden stakes, and a clean pair of underwear, kids, because we're going vampire hunting. My name is Josh Gates. With a degree in archaeology and a passion for exploration, my travels have taken me to the ends of the earth as I investigate the greatest legends in history. This is Expedition Unknown. Morning in Bucharest, Romania. This is Eastern Europe at its most confusing. 
a place where stunning Orthodox churches share real estate with drab Soviet apartment buildings. If you're not careful, Bucharest is the kind of city that's easy to be unimpressed by. That's the truth. It doesn't have the architectural sex appeal of Prague. It doesn't have the opulence of Vienna. After 30 years of brutal communist rule, much of the city that once was is gone. But something amazing is happening in Bucharest. The bricks of communism have crumbled, and the city is getting a serious second wind. Restaurants are bustling, there's music in the air, and on the streets, there's a kinetic energy that's impossible to deny. I'm here to begin my quest to understand the long-standing belief in the vampire. And to do that, I'm going to have to dig up the perfect ride. This is a Russian Ural motorcycle with optional oak coffin sidecar. It is amazing what you can find on Romanian Craigslist. How you guys doing? I'm calling it greatest vehicle of all time. It's fuel efficient, it's a serious head turner, and if you crash it, you can just roll right into your final resting place. Hi guys. Romania and vampires go hand in hand. After all, this is the home of Transylvania and the legendary Dracula. On my way to meet my first contact, I ride over to check out the offerings at the peasant's market. In these stalls, every native dish of Romania is here for the tasting, including their insane version of a churro. Whew! Hot! Hot! Yeah! Good lord, sir! That is a boiling hot tube of bread. That's it. People say, what do you think heaven looks like? I can tell you what heaven looks like. It looks like this, a tube of buttery sugared bread. That's it. This is my baby now. I'm going to eat it. I'm going to eat my baby. Eat my hot, buttery baby. This is more than a market, though. It's also a kind of time capsule. On every table, Romania's history is sprawled out to be haggled over. The market itself is situated in a nearly forgotten graveyard, with headstones surrounding the vendors. Romania's past is steeped in Eastern Orthodox Christianity, commingled with ancient pagan beliefs and symbols, used to ward off evil forces like the vampire. <sighs> it smells funky inside that mask. <laughs> Only a few blocks away are the eerie remains of Curtiavece, the 15th century fortress of Vlad the Impaler, Romania's most famous leader. I'm meeting with historian Olivio Krajnik, who leads me down into the catacombs of the castle. We are going to the older parts of the fortress. Uh -huh. Please watch your step. It's pretty dark down there. Well, sure, it's Dracula's basement. Of course it's dark. Oh, this is spooky. This was Dracula's fortress. Dracula was here. The real one. Amazing. Surprisingly, Vlad Tepes is nothing short of a national hero here in Romania. He viciously defended Christianity from the invading Islamic Ottomans, and he had a penchant for impaling his enemies on spikes. Vlad's family was inducted into the knightly order of the dragon, or Dracul. 400 years after Vlad's death, though, writer Bram Stoker took more than a little dramatic license with the story. With the stroke of a pen, Vlad became Count Dracula, and Dracula became a vampire. But the roots of vampire belief run much deeper here. The idea of the vampire, yes. or the, the concept of the vampire, is something that has real roots in Romania, right? Yes, of course. Uh, the word vampire is not used in Romanian lore. We mostly call on them strigoi, is the main word for the vampire. The strigoi are the original vampires of Romania. 
Belief in these creatures is older than the Bible. These are tortured souls that rise from the dead to drain the energy of the living. Do people in Romania today still believe strongly in the Strigoi? In the cities, no. But still, there are some villages which believe the Strigoi exist. Not too far from here, there's even an abandoned church. Some people believe there's a Strigoi there coming out at night. You may want to check it out. <laughs> Sounds like a place I do not want to check out. If you are wearing a cross, you'll probably be safe. And so what do you think? Do you think that there's a Strigoi there? I think we should uh, keep an open mind to the mysteries of the universe. I think we should investigate, but we still rely on facts. And that's not far from the city? Not far from the city. I'm not exactly buying Olivia's story that there may be an actual vampire wandering around the grounds of a nearby church, but this kind of belief is exactly why I'm here to investigate. So I drive to the very outskirts of Bucharest to see for myself. Just as the sun goes down, I make it to the abandoned church where the Strigoi is rumored to be lurking. This was one of hundreds of Orthodox churches that were closed and abandoned after the communists took over Romania in 1947 and tried to eliminate what they called a remnant of the capitalist state. Churchyard at night, not at all scary. This place is incredible. Okay, let's see what's inside. Oh my God, this is crazy. The entire tower has collapsed down into the middle of the church. That is insane. I've never seen anything like that. Whole tower just fell into the room. If this church was dedicated to St. Andrew, which is a saint that actually has ties to the Strigoi vampire legend. There's actually a St. Andrew's night here in Romania where people go out and kind of protect against the Strigoi. It's like a Halloween type night. So it's no wonder that a church dedicated to this saint that has been ripped apart and destroyed that people might think that there could be, you know, living dead here. Total destruction. If I was a Strigoi, where would I come from? Probably right here. Okay, creepy cemetery, check. Oh boy. Holy Look at this, there is an open sarcophagus. All right, let's see what's going on here. You can see these holes that drop down to the crypt. Avoid those. See what's inside of this thing, good lord. Holy Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. In an abandoned Orthodox church just outside of Bucharest, I'm investigating the legend of the Strigoi, the Romanian vampires who are said to rise from their graves after dark. Locals claim that a Strigoi has been sighted here, and while I'm not as convinced, I am feeling creeped out as I try to get to the bottom of their story. Let's see what's inside of this thing, good lord. Holy Cat! Come on! That is nonsense. The old cat in the sarcophagus. <sighs> Should have seen that coming a mile away. I am hereby calling this no Strigoi in this uh, abandoned church and cemetery. I think what we've got here is a very powerful piece of folklore and a very scary location working in concert uh, to create, you know, a boogeyman. Okay, let's go. If I find that cat, I'm going to kill it. The next morning, I trade in my coffin for a rattly 4x4 to make room for Petra Rotar, a Romanian journalist and author who's well-versed on the modern belief in the vampire. In America, when we think of Romania, or Transylvania in particular, all we think about is vampires. But then you do have these old, strong folklore beliefs about things like the Strigoi, so there is kind of a vampire belief thing happening here. Yes, it is a very ancient belief and a very strong one in the countryside, not right. in the cities. Right. It's one of those rural areas Petra mentioned where a horrific incident recently made international headlines. From Bucharest, we drive three hours west toward the town of Craiova. Petra arranges access to visit the local police station and the prosecutor who can unseal the case files and explain the details of the event. Hello. Daniela Barbu had the unpleasant duty to charge six villagers in her jurisdiction with exhuming and desecrating a man's fresh grave. The villagers claimed that they were preventing the man from rising as a strigoi, or vampire. So tell me about this case. The prosecutor's office got a complaint by the daughter of a man named Petra Toma. She said that the dead body of her father was desecrated. He was buried in the town, 
And very short after they buried Petra Toma, the villagers start feeling ill and having nightmares where they saw Petra Toma. Believing that Petra Toma has become a strigoi, six people from the village went into the cemetery during the night. They dug up the body, they pulled out the heart, they grilled it, and with the ashes they prepared the potion and everybody who was ill in that village drank that potion. Wow, that is dramatic. The six men were convicted to six-month jail for desecrating graves. And did they serve the six-month term? It was uh, suspended. It was suspended? Yes. Wow. And is it possible to look at the report? Yes, but the autopsy photos are there and they're quite disturbing. These are the autopsy photos? Yeah. Oof. Wow. The gruesome autopsy photos need no translation. This crime is a horror in any language. Wow, it's really, it's hard to look at. It's very violent, very graphic. And how, how far is this village from here? Less than one hour away. So what's the name of this village? Marotino de Sus. Marotino de Sus. Have other people gone down to this village to talk to them? Yes. How did that go? And the last group that went there, they were chased away by the villagers. Like actually chased out of the town? Yes. Well, you, you know, you dig up a body and eat a heart, you're going to get a little attention. I mean, right? They would well, like to bury all that stuff. <laughs> that's, that's what we call a bad pun, Petra. After several hours on the road together, Petra and I have kind of a Tracy Hepburn thing going on. I and I will hide behind you. Mostly, I'm just hoping she keeps me from getting my ass kicked in this town. Do you have a gun? Oh, I don't have a gun. Do you have a gun? No. Do you know how to fight? Do I know how to fight? No karate moves, no, nothing. Nothing, no, no karate moves. I'm a lover, not a fighter, Petra. Martino de Sus. Looks friendly enough. Do we have shivers? Not yet. There is the cemetery. There she is. Since the villagers have been extremely hostile toward outsiders, I'm eager to see Toma's gravestone firsthand and then get out of here as fast as possible. This is it. You found it? Yeah. Toma Petra. Here? So, Toma Petra, born 1937. So this was what they removed? They, they broke out the, yeah. the edge of the tomb? Yes. That's amazing that it's just incredible to think that something like this could happen in the modern world, you know? I told you, this is shocking for, for me too. I don't know, just being here makes it seem, uh oh, we got incoming. While examining the grave of a Romanian man believed by villagers to be a real-life vampire, my translator and I are accosted by several members of the local welcome wagon. You got this? They're upset. Yeah, thank you. I, I get that. 
Hello? Avem, avem o permisiune Ce de la primar să fim aici. Avem, avem, avem prim... Nu știe, nu... Fă, în primul rând tu. A? Așa vin îmbrăcată ce Ce, bă, nu știi românește? I... Let's all just... Let's all just... Let's all just... Just stay calm. Petra does some quick talking and diffuses the situation. She explains that we're only here to learn about the strigoi, and the men calm down enough to talk. Și numai aici s-a întâmplat povestea cu strigoiul. He, he, he's saying that they're upset that we're here. Okay, so we're, we, we can leave, it's okay, we can, we can leave. O să plecăm, nu, you know? nu vrem But să deranjăm. We're, just, we're, we're not disturbing anything. Nu vrem să deranjăm, nu filmăm alte right? morminte. Nu aveai mâne, amor. Da, eu am. What's he saying? This, this guy is related with a man who dug up the body. He's related to one of the people yeah. that, that dug up yeah. the body? Yeah. He's in, he's in your family? Yes. Does he think it's possible that we could talk with him? Crezi că se poate să mergem să vorbim? Crezi că ar vorbi cu noi? Da, da, da. Yeah, he can take us to him. You can? Yeah? Yes. Okay. The man, whose name is Florin, agrees to introduce us to his relative. It's an offer I can't refuse. Petra, on the other hand, isn't so eager to continue here after dark, so we part ways. This means that I'll be traveling alone with a complete stranger to meet a cannibal Romanian vampire killer. Not my ideal Saturday night. Whoa. A lake. He lives here? He lives across. He lives over there? Yes. Florence's cousin Matrika, the man who helped exhume Petrotoma, lives on a swampy island across the lake. You ready? Ready. Here we go. I did not think I was going to end up in a rowboat today. Very nice night. Yes. Beautiful. Beautiful night. Yes. I think I'm on a date out here. You ever seen a little mermaid? Do you know a little mermaid? Little mermaid? No? No. Oh. Just reminded me of something. By the time we reach the island, darkness is falling. Okay. Okay. As we leave the boat and head into the woods, I'm both intrigued and nervous about meeting Florence's cousin. This way. What kind of a man could commit such a horrific act? And how will he react to meeting me? Soon, I see the light of a ramshackle cabin, and I come face to face with Matrika Mercea. Nice to meet you. He greets me with a handshake, but I can't say that I feel at ease out here in the middle of the woods. Thank you very much for talking with me. I appreciate it. Îți mulțumesc foarte mult că, pentru că poți să-i spui... Vă mulțumesc, Olavea. I've read about this uh, story, about uh, this man, Petra Toma. You were, you were involved in that, uh, in that story, yes? Da, da, am fost. Yes, I was the leader of the group. Several people in the village became ill. In their sleep, they saw visions of Petra Toma, who had recently died. So we took action. Am făcut o scrum. When you opened the grave... Did the man look like a strigoi? Was there anything strange about his body? When I opened the grave, Toma had blood in the corners of his mouth, and his beard and nails had grown. These are the signs of the strigoi. Do you understand why somebody would be upset that this happened? People were sick. We performed the ceremony and they got better, immediately better. What we did saved them. Matrika isn't backtracking a single step on his actions. 
Not only is he not sorry, he's convinced that he was right to dig up his neighbor's grave. I saw the photographs of, of, um, of what you did to that body. And what about guilt? Do you ever feel bad about what you did? No. Absolutely not. You do not understand. This is not one event. This has happened many times. To learn that this is not an isolated incident is shocking. It turns out that in many Romanian burials, people's hearts are pierced with a pin or thorn to prevent them from becoming Strigoi in the first place. What we did, we did to save people. Mm-hmm. I can certainly see that. You, you really believe that what you did was, was for a good cause. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Matrika may have conviction, but that doesn't make him a medical expert. It turns out that blood often appears in the corner of corpses' mouths due to internal hemorrhaging. And hair and nails do not continue to grow after death, but appear to as the skin shrinks around them. As to why the villagers fell ill, had visions of Petratoma, or were cured by the ritual, I simply don't know. I want to say it's the power of hysterical belief, but I'm not going to hang around these woods to find out. My trip through Romania has been a first-hand lesson in the power of folklore and superstition. But where do these beliefs come from, and could they be based on something real? To continue my search for answers, I'm headed to Bulgaria, where archaeologists have recently made a stunning discovery of an ancient vampire grave. I head due south and approach the border crossing of the two countries, which is delineated by the Danube River. After adding a passport stamp to my collection, number 97, not that I'm counting, I board a ferry to cross the river into Bulgaria. We set sail under light rain and ominous skies, which I hope aren't a portent of doom for the expedition ahead. The vessel docks in the town of Vidin, but I'm not in Bulgaria yet. I hand the officials my paperwork, there you go. but I suddenly hit an unexpected snag. A little bit of an issue here. The car registration here in my uh, Romanian 4x4 is a photocopy and not the original. And that is not going over well. If I don't make it through this crossing, my vampire hunt is over. They ask me for more documentation, which unfortunately is the one thing not in my glove compartment. I have a pine cone. I don't know if that's probably not what you're looking for. After an hour of watching the border police argue over my fate, they do something unexpected. They let me through. I'm guessing the pine cone did the trick. Okay, we're okay. Thank you. Thank you. Ciao. For a country on the losing side of every world conflict of the 20th century, Bulgaria has proven to be surprisingly resilient. Glimmering church domes, cobblestone streets, and the people, well, their hospitality defined. To meet my next contact, I'm headed southeast past the capital of Sofia and to the city of Plovdiv. Outside of town, Bulgaria's true character begins to emerge. This is a land of empty spaces, with pristine forests covering nearly 40% of the nation. It is also a place of mountains, and as I make my way over the narrow 5,000-foot Shipka Pass, the roads get a little… rustic. This road has seen better days. I reach the top of the peak and catch sight of what appears to be a spaceship. Welcome, comrades, to the skeletal remains of Bulgarian communism. This is Bozluja. It's Bulgarian for glacial or ice, which seems appropriate since it is absolutely freezing up here. As you can see, it's in a pretty terrible state of ruin. I squeeze inside the decaying monument, 
for a look at one of the world's most breathtaking modern ruins. Look at this. Wow. This is the definition of spooky. This mountain was the site of an incredible battle between Bulgarian and Russian forces as they fought back against the Ottoman Empire. Later, this was the birthplace of socialism in Bulgaria. Bazluja was once a symbol of glory, a gleaming and space-age structure to celebrate Bulgaria's socialist future. But as the winds of democracy swept through the Balkans in the 1990s, the future became the past, and Bazluja fell silent. I leave the crumbling remains in the rearview mirror and press on with my search. Before I drive to an archaeological site where a vampire grave has been discovered, an anthropologist here has received a call to perform an anti-vampire ritual for a local village, and he's invited me to assist him. Our meeting place is in the Redope Mountains, where the River Arda snakes through dark and foreboding forests. I'm meeting Ivo Mayev, an anthropologist and expert in the vampire legend in Bulgaria. Hello, Josh. Ivo. Yeah, nice to meet nice you. Nice to meet you, too. What a dramatic spot. This is incredible. It's called Devil's Bridge. Devil's Bridge. Yeah. It's a very sinister-sounding name for a bridge. Yes, because there is a legend here. The man who builds the bridge makes deal with the devil. And you see, it's still stable. Still, st still standing. Several centuries. Legends like that are exactly why I'm here. There is an abandoned village not far away from here. Last person who lived in this village died recently. Mm -hmm. And people are afraid really of him because uh, he could be transformed into a vampire. Okay, that sounds scary. They asked me to perform a, an anti-vampire ritual. What is the ritual? We have to find a special plant and to plant this herb around the grave. Okay, sounds interesting. Are you ready to begin? I'm, I'm ready, let's go. Okay, follow me. Yeah. That way. These rituals seem to be a less gruesome variation of their Romanian cousins. The plants we need lie some distance away, and as we hike on, we come to a minor obstacle. Holy Are you kidding me? It's safe? Absolutely. Just try to step over the rope here, very slowly. When was the last time anybody walked across this bridge? I walked across it. You walked across it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In 1754? <laughs> no, 1754, just two months ago. We can cross. We can cross. Okay, here we go. Nice yeah. and slow. Though the bridge is still technically standing, the walkway is rotting into mulch, and it's a long way down. Slowly. Something just cracked. You okay? Yep, yeah, I'm fine. Come on, you're here. Okay, okay, okay. Everything's cool. Slowly. Everything's cool, nice and slow. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine, the bridge, not so much. This just... is the only way how we can cross the I know, river. no, I'm with you, here we go. Yeah, yeah. I'm going very slowly, here we go. Okay, yeah. Couple more steps. Okay. Yeah. We're alive. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I told you. You have any doubts? Yeah, I had a lot of doubts. <laughs> okay, let's find the stupid plant and get out of here. Come on. <laughs> Evo and I set to work collecting the elements for an ancient ritual meant to ward off or kill vampires. Nearby villagers believe a fresh grave on the outskirts of town may give rise to a vampire. So they've asked Evo to collect samples of a verbena plant. Aha, uh -huh. there you go. You found it? Yeah. Let me see. Oh, look at that. See? It's quite pretty, actually. But it's no, poisonous. It's poisonous, especially the root. They think the roots will go down and yeah, poison, the, poison yeah. the body. Yeah. I see. Poison the body. How much do we need? 
We need a few, few plants. Just a few? Yeah. Okay. We cross back over the world's bridge and pass into someplace even more unsettling, a Bulgarian ghost town. With a shrinking population in these mountains, the villagers have abandoned this part of town. This is not a place that I want to be after dark, Evo. <laughs> this is it? Yeah, this is the grave. Nearby lies the lonely grave of this area's last inhabitant, the man whose soul Evo is here to save. No headstones, just loose, loose stones? Yeah, and nobody knows what's happened with this guy. And bones, look. Animal bones? Animal bones. Cow, maybe? Yeah. So why, why are these bones here? Yeah, I don't know. Could be a ritual. Okay, so what do we do with the verbena? My idea is to plant verbena here, near to the head, the legs, both sides. Uh -huh. Just to organize a symbolic cross okay. over the body. Okay, let's do it. Here's the verbena. Yeah. We transplant the verbena onto the grave, hopefully laying to rest any fears in the village that a new vampire will be lurking in the night. So this completes the cross. Yeah, exactly. Let's go back to the town and let them know, okay? We walk back down the hill, but instead of a sleepy town preparing for bed, we find a lively celebration. This dance is meant to ward off evil and is, without a doubt, a dangerous affair. Now they spread the embers in the shape of the cross. Uh -huh. This is traditional way how they start their ritual before start dancing inside the fire. The coals are glowing hot as the men kick through the embers. Thrown into a trance-like state, they feel no pain, even when they take the coals in their bare hands. Hey! Thank you very much. That was amazing. The next morning, I press on to the east and pass through the city of Plovdiv. Nearby, there may be proof that the ancient fear of vampires had a scientific origin. I'm bound for the ancient city of Peperikon. This is probably the most famous historic site in all of Bulgaria. I've arranged to meet with archaeologist Nikolai Ocherov and his team, who recently made an astounding vampire discovery. Hi! How are you? I'm Josh. Hi, <laughs> Josh. Nice to meet you. How are you? Hi, Dodo. Welcome. Victoria. Victoria, nice to meet you. I've been reading about your work. You're, uh, you're a very um, prominent guy here in Bulgaria. They call me the Bulgarian Indiana Jones. The Bulgarian Indiana Jones, right down to the hat. I've read a lot about the work that you've been doing here. This vampire skeleton that you found got a lot of attention in the press. Yes, indeed. It attracted the, the attention of, of the people all over the world. The medieval skeleton they unearthed was found with a metal spike driven through its neck. Needless to say, the vampire grave made some headlines. Well, I'm really excited to see the site. I can't wait to see what you've been doing up there. Unfortunately, we don't have a lot of light left in the day. The spirit of this place is more important, and maybe it's even better uh, at night. <laughs> okay. Get ready for a nice ride. Oh, good lord. Yeah. In ancient times, Perperikon was visited by leaders like Alexander the Great and the Emperor Augustus, who came to consult a pagan oracle here. In the past 4,000 years, this land has been home to Greeks, Thracians, Romans, Byzantines, and Bulgarians. 
so the ruins of Perpericon are like an archaeological slot machine. When you dig here, you never know what kind of marvelous discovery you'll make. With night falling, we trek through the maze of ruins, threading our way to Professor Ofcheros' latest find. Oh my god. Amazing. We're looking at a unique gift from the past. An almost perfectly preserved skeleton over 800 years old. And the people that buried it went to extreme lengths to make sure that it stayed dead. So this is the, this is the metal. And, and what is it exactly? It's a plowshare, the tool that uh, the people, the local people used to, to plow the, the ground. So this is something that was done after the person died. This was then driven into them. Definitely it happened after death, and it shows evidence that this is a ritual uh, preventing this person from becoming a vampire. It's quite gruesome, really, in a way. What do you think it was about this person that caused uh, other people to, to perform this ritual? Many different things could be. Uh, it could be a health condition, could be an unknown disease, scary for the family, for the others, or it could have been suicide. And this is the plowshare. You can see that. This is so incredible. To think that this was just buried inside of someone is uh, mm, just shows how, how, how powerful the belief must have been. It makes this whole idea of vampires real in a way. We would love to be able to test the DNA. Would it be possible for us to take a sample to test? Of course, it is possible, and we would be very thankful if we learn something more about this person. Yeah? Okay. Great. In order to figure out if there was any genetic condition or abnormality that could explain why this poor soul was staked to the back of his coffin, I'm taking DNA to be tested in the United States. The sample? A tooth from the skull of the purported vampire. Back in the U.S., the tooth we recovered from Perpericon has been analyzed for disease and genetic abnormality, and the results are intriguing. The DNA in the tooth shows signs of a genetic disorder and may be an indicator for porphyria. This blood disease causes victims to become sensitive to sunlight. Their gums shrink, making their teeth look fang-like. Victims even develop an aversion to garlic. Other so-called vampire skeletons found in Europe show signs of plague or cholera, diseases that may have inspired people to believe that the victims weren't just sick, but possessed. Like the devil himself, the vampire has had dozens of faces. In antiquity, it was a demon. In the Middle Ages, a rotting corpse. Now, in modern times, it has become a romantic figure. Vampires both transcend death and inflict it. They embody our fear of mortality and our desire for everlasting life. But for all the hold they have over our imaginations, they are, in the end, just a myth. One that, over the centuries, has had a tragic human cost. I've seen that cost firsthand. In Romania, I visited the disturbed grave of an innocent person and met a man who let superstition drive him to an obscene purpose. In Bulgaria, I witnessed the persecution of an unfortunate soul with an untreatable disease. Perhaps human beings created the vampire myth so we don't have to admit our own cruelty. After all, if there's no such thing as a vampire, then the monsters that haunt our nightmares are ourselves. Hold up. 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.